Hi, I'm Kat Hodge or Katrina, if I've been naughty. Um, I'm currently competing in Miss Great Britain, although I'm also a former Miss England, a former director, and I've judged lots of pageants as well. And today I'm discussing standing up and speaking out. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. And I feel like this is going to be a really long one. I'm super excited for this episode um, because anyone who knows me will know I'm not shy at uh, coming forward with my opinions. And that's all everything we're discussing today. But before we get into that, little quick shameless plug. Um, if you go over and are not a member yet, go over and join our Facebook group and check out the pinned post. There's a pinned post called Introduce Yourself. And um, if you complete the steps in that pinned post, you could get featured on our Instagram feed. We love to highlight uh, amazing pageant girls within the UK community. So it's only open to UK ladies, I'm afraid, um, but you can get yourself highlighted on there. Um, complete the steps for the pin post, like a bright pink and blue stripy image at the top of the Facebook group, not the page, Facebook group. Um, complete the post and we will get you featured over on the Instagram page. But um, back to the episode. Hello, Kat. Hello, you're right. I just, I'm. Um, this is just such a topic it's close to my heart because for so many reasons that we're going to get into and I'm not I'm going to try and not talk about them before we actually get into it um but it's so nice to get you on I was so excited when you were coming back to pageantry but for those who don't know can you tell us a bit about sort of very in a nutshell where sort of how you started what you've done so far and and, and sort of what's going on at the moment in a very quick nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be quick, but there is a lot to cram in. So back in 2008, I was in the army and I was walking down a high street one day and someone stopped me and said, have you thought about entering Miss England? At the time, I couldn't even walk in high hills. And I, but I, wanted, I knew I wanted to do some charity work. So I entered that year. I was literally so out of my league I had absolutely no clue I competed in a dress that looked like fruit salad thrown up I had no clue about pageantry at all and somehow came forth and so I, I left that year thinking wow if I actually tried and had a clue and I'd met people along the way and um, so Holly the director of Galaxy she she was competing with me back then and she was like my pageant guru and she she guided me along the way and I just thought if I actually give this my all next year I could actually win this and the rest is history so I went on to be Miss England had the most incredible year went to Miss World um, and since then I've been like a bad smell and pageants can't get rid of me I've stayed around uh, judging um, uh, many systems in the UK but also internationally Um, I was a director for the southeast semi-finals of Miss England and I just like most people have just hung around for the ride and loving every minute of pageantry and then what made you come back? Because you've had yeah, 12 years, just a little bit of time off. Um, I think it's very hard when you've held any title. I think it's really hard to enter another because once you've won, the only way is to win again. And I always say to girls, if I've coached them or, or girls when they were in my competition, you shouldn't compete unless you're prepared that you might not win because the reality is only one girl will win. And in truth... I wasn't prepared for that. So I never wanted to put myself through that. However, and they just the time just wasn't right. I've had kids. Um, and in truth, maybe in the last 12 years, I've kind of lost myself um, a little bit, as you probably do. You probably know being a mum yourself as well. I feel like I maybe lost myself. <laughs> but that one, you know, little bit of cat that remained was going to pageants two or three times a year. And it was that excuse to get glammed up 
and feel me again just for one night only. And when the Ms. Great Britain competition came out, I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm actually ready to lose, which sounds so silly, but I think as well, well, I'm not ready to lose. Of course I'm in it to win. However, I think as well, competing, there there should always be another reason other than winning. And for me... Talk about that. Yeah, so there, there should always be an excuse for the cliche, but there should always be something else to your journey. And for me, I will hold my hands up. I'm five stone heavier than I was when I was Miss England. I've left the army now, so I'm not army fit anymore. And I thought, you know what? I've got a a date of a competition with a clear goal in sight. And I'm going to use this as my opportunity to get fit again. I'm not saying you have to be skinny and super fit to be in pageants because we all know you don't. But for me, that was a goal with an end date and it gave me a focus. And so I'm excited to... The other thing is I'm just excited for, and I think any pageant girl knows this, I can't wait for that moment when you walk out on stage and everyone's screaming your name and, you know, win or lose, it's just amazing. So I'm excited to be back, but in truth, I never really left the pageant scene. Yeah, it's it's the back back to competing bit. Ah, yes, I can completely relate to a lot of that. I I often use my pageant as as a fitness body body sort of deadline and things but I've had people try and tell me that I'm too muscular um and that I aim for too muscular a physique when I'm competing and I'm like heck I'm trying to get bigger like (laughs) the rule book to say anything you can be muscular you can be a size 20 you know there is no rule book it's all about being the best version of yourself and confident in yourself so if your confidence on stage comes from you being muscular then that's your way that's my power, yeah. Um, well, hopefully we'll get you onto the, the pageant land fitness program as well, because I know you're doing lots of walking at the moment. Um, with, with your Not, yeah, walk. just a little bit, walking 874 miles at the moment. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of walking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hopefully we'll get, yeah, get you onto pageant land fitness after that. Because um, we talk with that, um, see, we're already digressing. Um <laughs> I, I stay with that. I talk about being beauty queen fit and um, and people are like, oh, but you don't have to be a certain body type. I said, yeah, but what's the one thing every pageant girl needs is energy. Mm. Because whether you're walking on the stage or doing appearances or even just doing a podcast, you need energy. So that is what, for me, the definition of pageant queen fit is helping them have more energy. <laughs> um, don't give two hoots what you want to look like. That's your choice. I can help with it, but it's your choice. But we all need energy and um, that's my like special bit so yeah see I said I don't digress we're we've two talkers together on a podcast is probably we will get to the point at some point for listeners so I'm it's quite tricky to ask these questions when I kind of know some of your answers already um because you're obviously very passionate about a lot of things that you speak you are not afraid to speak up online um, and we're both in agreement but it's it is something that makes a lot of girls nervous they're not sure how to go about it particularly if you're new to pageants they're like oh is this a thing that I can do even as a newbie um, there's dangers around people worrying that it's going to cost them a crown and things like that and um, so do you think it's important to stand up and speak out about things that are important to you let's let's start with the baseline Yeah, so 100%, I think in pageantry or in normal life, you should always speak up. One, if you think something's not correct, I think that having morals, the moral courage to speak up about something. But the the other thing is, just because you speak up and just because you challenge someone, that doesn't mean that you dislike that person. And I think that's what people need to remember. It's if you're speaking up about something and calling something out, it doesn't mean you're saying, I hate you to that person. What it means is you're just challenging someone. And the amazing thing about the world is different people are allowed different views. And I've sometimes put things out on statuses or online. And actually, I want it to open up as a debate. So I'm putting my opinion out there. And that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to listen to other people's opinions. And actually, sometimes when I've put my opinion out there, people comment or people inbox me and start a debate and actually they you know it's about being open to also change your view just because you have a view and you speak up about something sometimes you can go actually do you know what this person's right it what you've got to ensure if you do speak up is that you're willing to listen to other people's views as well 
Definitely. I mean, I had it with the, I started the conversation um, because I was genuinely interested and I was months behind everyone else about the WAP song. I've got to be honest, I'm in my mid thirties. I'm going to sound really bad. I've never even listened to this song. Oh, I, fu- I, I, I was months behind um, and I kind of had a, a vague inkling, um, but I didn't even know what the WAP bit stood for. And I was I was absolutely appalled. That was my gut feeling. Like, And then I had to try to understand why other people why did other people actually like it like I couldn't I couldn't fathom why anyone would like what it was what it stood for I was like I don't even get how you could dance apart from the weird TikTok routine how you could dance to it in a club like I didn't I just didn't get it so I was like I finally listened to this. It's horrible, in my opinion. Why? And um, and then someone else started a debate um, who's very pro it on theirs. So we had kind of two conversations going in. And there were some points that came out that I hadn't thought of that were a bit more pro it. Um, but in the whole, I still stuck with what I said and still found it absolutely atrocious. But it was really interesting to listen to the other side. Um, yeah, I think it, is, it, it opens up for a healthy debate. Um, I think the biggest thing in the pageant world, I think if if people see different opinions online, people automatically think that there's some sort of beef and some sort of argument between different pageant girls. That's not the case. Being a pageant um, queen is about being a role model and a spokesperson. So if you don't have a voice, personally, this wouldn't be, it's not a career, but you know, it wouldn't be a hobby for, for, for you as such, because I think... To be a pageant queen, you need to have an avo- a voice and you need to know what you stand for, what are your values and what are your morals? Because it was, um, we, we'll talk a bit more about this later on, but uh, I opened out the debate on the Instagram stories. Um, so by the time this goes out, it would have been about a month ago, um, asking for people's feedback. Um, and I found it very interesting because uh, we're not sharing and um, we didn't share on the stories and we will not share who posted what. Yeah. Um, but obviously I get to see the names and there were lots of people saying uh, one of the questions was, do do you think we like speak up enough as pageant girls that we use our voices enough? And lots of people said, yes, it was a slider bar. Lots of people put it fairly high. Um, and a couple of people put it like really low and I spoke directly to a couple of them and they were like they don't and I was also we don't do it enough we do shy away from it too much and and then I looked through the names and like I said I'm not naming names at all and looked through some of the names of people that said yes yes I I do or we as a pageant community we do speak up enough and I was thinking I don't know what a lot of you stand for and I spend mm. a lot of time through my personal page and through Pageantland looking at people's accounts, trying to find really good stories to share on Pageantland. And I was thinking, you're saying you use your voice a lot, but I don't know what you stand for. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I think, particularly when they're competing, a lot of girls are very, very conscious about what they post on social media because they're conscious that they could be ju- being judged at any time. You never know who's on, could be on the judging panel. So they're, they're always conscious. And I think they're also extremely conscious about how it could look on a system by having a view Mm. but at the same time I think it's good to have a view of course when I put things out there I try to never make them personal because personally if you've got an issue and you should go direct to that person yeah um if it's something broad I would I would put it out there because then it opens it up for debate um and and I've put statuses up before and it's a natural human instinct I even do it sometimes you, you might not have spoke to someone for a year and they put a status up and you sit paranoid thinking, God, is that about me? But yeah. why would it be about you? Because it's... I, <laughs> I always think it's about me and I'll message yeah. me and I was like, was that directed to me? Is everything <laughs> okay? Like, can we yeah. talk about And they were like, no, I but, didn't realise you did that or whatever it was. But I've done stuff and I've put posts on before and actually, um, you know, when someone's contacted me and said, oh, you know, was that post about me? And I've had a conversation. I feel awful because it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't directed. It was meant to be a broad sheet, you know, status <laughs> just to get people thinking or standing up for what's right. And it yeah. wasn't directed. And I'm a very upfront person. If I had an issue, I would call. And I know you know yourself, before I knew you, I phoned you because I'd seen things online and had a conversation. But that's because I'm an upfront person. But I think girls shouldn't be afraid to be a ha- to, to have an opinion being a pageant girl. Yeah. Um, just to put it into context, and I don't sort of want to blow my own trumpet here, but 
having an opinion as a pageant girl has got me work. I've gone on to do Good Morning Britain, debate shows, and I know many other pageant queens, the Jen Atkin, the current Miss Great Britain. She does a lot of that work as well. The only reason we get booked is because we have an opinion and we stick to that opinion. There's no point being fluffy and taking both sides of an opinion. If, If you have a view on something, you have got to have the belief in that view and debate about it. Oh, you've gone silent. Hello. Oh, I, I muted myself to talk <laughs> and I forgot to unmute you. Um, so uh, one of the things for me is I, when I win one day, <laughs> when some director's crazy enough to give me a crown, um, I, I plan to be a very active queen. I am a very yeah. active contestant. I will be more so as a queen. And... The idea of trying to spend a year or more as a title holder, stifling my personality and beliefs just is way too exhausting. Like there is, there is no stifling this personality anymore. Like once, once I broke through that and then, and through, I had years of bullying that sort of conditioned me to stay silent and hide. And once I'd done all the work to break through that, there's no putting that back in a box. Like Mm. (laughs) it's not going to happen. Especially for like a year or more. And you think if you're, if you're pretending to be a certain way or, or not having an interest in something in the run up to the crown, you've got to maintain that then. You can't missell yourself as a future queen and then be something else once you've got the title short. Yes, yeah, so ultimately that's two years of not being yourself because a year of like most competitions, it's a year in the run up. You, you then win and it might be a year after. So that's two years of not being able to be yourself, just, just, which yeah. is bonkers. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you got like a specific example you wouldn't mind sharing for some t- somewhere where it's it's worked out really well that you feel like it's made a difference? Oh, I've got a few up my sleeve. <laughs> so yeah, um, one of the big ones where I I did speak up about things personally. I've experienced online bullying um, from members of my old army regiment. So this isn't necessarily so much to do with pageantry, but. They, they bullied on me online due to the fact that I was Miss England. Um, guys can be horrible, hor- I'm trying not to swear, horrible, nasty people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I stood up to them online. So, so that for me was a turning point because I, I sat back for years and didn't say anything um, and thought, do you know what, it's just going to all blow over. Um, but the turning point for me was when I finally put a post up um and I made it an open post and put about the fact I'm not scared of them and the repercussions and that made a massive difference to my life because I'd gone through 12 years of hell from these guys um but another one and I'm not going to name names on this um but I think you might know about this one um another pageant page I'm a terrible sleeper um and another pageant page somebody put a video on and um I'm all for having views and opinions. And again, this doesn't mean I dislike this person at all, but this person put a targeted video on, naming and shaming someone. And it was about 14 minutes long and I couldn't sleep. I mean, I just, sorry, and most pageant girls will know I'm not a lady. I'd gone for a wee in the night. I checked my phone and I just couldn't sleep after that at four o'clock in the morning because I couldn't think about the fact, I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that somebody could wake up and see this but then other people could see it and form opinions and that person might not have a voice to retaliate and as I was saying before I I never think things should be naming and shaming someone because that's bullying yeah and so I thought what do I do I'm gonna inbox this person I'm gonna put something on the status but then I was conscious that if I wrote on the on the post um the people that follow me in pageantry, it would then highlight it more in their feed. And so that was also creating the anxiety. But I basically wrote on there and said, um, can this be taken down? You know, naming and shaming someone, it's not, it's, it's really not the not right thing to do. Um, you know, please think about if this, this, this isn't the right way to go about this. Um, and thankfully it got taken down. Um, my only regret on it because I'm not very good with technology, I've only just learned that you can record things on your phone. (laughs) And I just wish I'd recorded it at the time. Um, But... Because the the person that that video was about had just dealt with um, 
some massive, massive issues with mental health and had gone through a huge bout of depression. Um, and she was very, very grateful that you got that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. But I, I think regardless of someone's personal circumstances, there's always a human behind that. And it, it, and it, it is an... Know, yeah. No, okay, everyone knows that they're talk- we're talking about me. Um, but you didn't, know, you didn't know what I'd been through. You didn't know what was going on. I didn't know you at the time. No, um, you didn't know me. You didn't know what was going on at the time or how I was dealing with it. And I think that's, that's another one of the things is that you never... Um, when it's like a naming and shaming, when it's a bullying related thing, you don't know what's kind of going on at the other end. I didn't know either side. And at the time, I gen- if I'm honest, I, I, I still don't know. And it's not my place to know. You could have been in the wrong, but that doesn't mean that you deserved a post about you. So this is my point about speaking up, that regardless of whether you know somebody's in the right or wrong, it doesn't matter if you see something and you think it isn't right, you've got to judge it on that basis. And you've also got to think, anyone that's decent so there were lots of people involved in that and I'm still friends with those as well and and I don't think any differently of anybody that that um you know might have potentially been linked with this at all because ultimately it's just that one person that posted you can't judge other people but that person was in the wrong hats off to that person because they did put a post on saying that they were in the wrong um but this is a perfect example that if you see something and you think I always think, how would I feel if I saw that online about myself? And having gone through all those years of bullying, whether I was a horrible person and deserved it or not, I kind of think nobody really deserves to be named and shamed online like that. Mm, no, definitely. I mean, I'm. Um, it's funny, I was on the radio earlier talking about this, um, uh, but in relationship to Trump. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It was talking more about lessons learned from Trump being in power. And I said, one of the big ones is that um, even if I feel my voice is small, that I should still speak up for where I think it's good because lots of small voices suddenly get louder and louder. Um, and oh, 100%. Yeah. That one little positive comment, you can scroll through all the negativity on Facebook and things, and that one little positive comment can be the thing that that turns it around. Um, lots of times when I speak up, I feel like it's falling on deaf ears and then three months later I'll get um I'll get a dm from someone who said I I, I saw your post about going vegan I now I'm for the environment I'm now vegan three days a week and, yeah and you went, never realize how one small act could make a massive difference to somebody but I think as well it's about picking your battles because there's been other points when I've seen things posted <coughs> sorry coughing um, so, for example, there, there was a pageant girl that once went in on me and named and shamed me in a post. And everyone in the pageant community was messaging me and saying, you know, are you going to comment? Like, oh, my God, Kat's feisty. She's going to say something. But I also realised that actually this person naming and shaming me, they wanted a public argument. And what they wanted was to try and make me look stupid by arguing with them. And so you've got to pick your battles. And Honestly, I, I I remember that for two days everybody was messaging me and saying, "Why are you not commenting? Like she's she's literally tearing you to shreds." And I just went, "Do you know what? Enough people from the pageant community are commenting on there and sticking up for me. Those who matter know. And actually, I'm going to let her win if I comment and reply back to this. So sometimes you've got to decide when to be the bigger person." I really wanted to comment and say something and like all of the things that she was saying that were incorrect about me, I was dying to put actually this, but you know, you've got to think of the bigger picture sometimes and is it worth it? And is it going to affect, I always think, is it going to affect my mental health? But the other thing is I, whenever I speak up or I put something out there, I feel awful for days afterwards. Um, so you've you've got to be in the right headspace I mean yeah I'm happy to talk about this I put a post on um, a few weeks ago actually um, because and and it wasn't targeted to any one pageant page or any one pageant coach or anything I just spent days going online and scrolling and seeing endless wear or tear posts online and so I put a post about it because for me I'm really passionate about this I don't think anyone that does wear or tear does it intentionally in a nasty way at all but I'd seen that these pages were going and I just thought to myself god imagine if I'd saved for a dress um you know they're not cheap are they (laughs) so saved for a dress and then someone posted a picture of me and okay it's meant to provoke fashion thoughts 
but the words wear or tear I found the word tear very negative so I put a post about it and actually a few people messaged me and I messaged them because lots of people were saying oh have you written this post about this person no if I if I was that upset with one person in particular I would have personally inboxed them to say and I felt awful for days after because certain pages or certain people thought that I'd aimed it at them but again I'm not afraid to have a view and so many people commented and said do you know what I I I comment on those wear or tear posts and I've never thought about the impact of if I was the person in the photo seeing the tear and um I think it was Nat Pav um, from Galaxy said that she purposely always puts wear on them because she wants Aww. among all those tears she, she wants someone to look and go oh do you know there's there's at least one person putting wear so I, I can't I I think I commented maybe two or three times usually I'd put but there was and I was like well now I feel like I'm lying because I wouldn't wear it so I I I think once and I think you should you had you had it as <laughs> and um, I put tear but she looks beautiful um, and then yeah. I, anyway, I think it was like tear, I wasn't I put the comment up so I wasn't going to take it back down again but um I, I didn't like the word tear for a completely different reason is for me I'm really anti-fast fashion and tearing up a dress is just so wasteful <laughs> and, yeah pass and, me the dress because these things are expensive Ladies, yeah, and that's why I don't like that that's why I don't like that phrase that's what clicks that's that's what I see when I see yeah tear. I'm like that's and, so wasteful <laughs> yeah me having this view on wear or tear it's not me saying it's a bad thing and people shouldn't have opinions because of course they can it's just I was putting the status out there to say to people, maybe think of your wording, so this or that, so that people pick which one of the two is their favourite. We do on pageant, and we like to um, yeah. do it to highlight different dress shops. So it's usually on a mannequin, um, and it's it's this or that because dress shops do it as well, and they often do it to help decide on stock. Hmm. So if, particularly at the moment, shops aren't open, they can't get a feel for what people are liking, what they should be ordering more of in. Um, so is there a certain colour people are loving and maybe we should stop more of that? They'll put up this or that um, and it helps them get an idea of, of what's what's coming up, what's going to be um, interesting. For me, I quite look at, like those, especially on Instagram stories where it brings up the percentages. Because yeah. you can tell if there's lots of the same type of dress getting a high percentage, it means lots of people are going to be wearing that kind of dress and I can go and find something very, very different. Oh, that's a positive way of looking at it. I've never thought about it that like, way. Oh, right. Everyone is liking red at the moment. I am not going to wear a red dress to the next thing sort of thing because I, I, I want to wear something different and I'll go find something that completely off the, the side of it. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, I do personally prefer the this or that because I like that. Um, and sometimes they're really close on those and it's quite interesting why people are drawn to to sort of one or another have have you had any major backfires Um, yes (laughs) yes I will say yeah speaking up can be seen as a positive and you know over the years I've had hundreds of people message and say thank you for speaking up about this but you know there are instances that do backfire and not everyone does have the same morals of you I'm not going to name anything, uh, name anyone on this, but there was a pageant girl that put a post up at the start of COVID um, and they put something about the world deserves COVID. And myself and lots of other people commented and said, you know, is this right, what you've written? Like, And I, and I, I put a message saying, I'm not sure whether this has been worded correctly and sort of giving advice. Yeah. But what this person kept doing was deleting all the negative comments and only leaving the positive ones there. And so I commented again saying there's no point, you know, deleting these comments because, you know, just change the wording of the post. Um, and I'm not going to go into it, but this person's industry was why it was so shocking as well what had been written. Hmm. Well, I got blocked by this person and that's fine because not everybody needs to take your advice and that's completely fine. However, what then did pursue after that was this person um, sent myself and only one other letters from a solicitor saying they were going to sue us for racial discrimination. And at no point had we put anything racist. Um, We hadn't even put anything derogatory or bullying. Um, yeah and they said that the police had been informed um it backfired on them because I used my media voice um to speak to the media and speak to the police and actually um they got logged for threatening behavior um for threatening us with this and there was no evidence of of anything they'd said but 
you know, you do have to think about that when you comment on something on Facebook, somebody could turn it into something it's not. But as long as you're careful in terms of what you put, and I'm very clever um, in that if I'm, if I'm slightly concerned that it could turn a certain way, I take screenshots of everything just in case because then I've got a backup. Honestly, my phone's ridiculous with screenshots of things. But, you know, if I've commented... We have to do that now. It's so sad that we have... You almost have to protect yourself. And in this instance, thank God I did because I had screenshots of everything I'd written. And so when the papers and the police spoke to us, I had all the evidence to show there was nothing racist, there was nothing bullying. If anything, I'd just been giving advice to say, you know, you might need to reword this because you're basically saying the world deserves corona. Um, Thank God I'd kept those screenshots. But I would say to people, whilst I think you should have a voice in pageantry and put opinions out there, just be careful because you, you really do never know. And unfortunately, some people will um I found on this one I all I'm trying to be careful what I say without saying too much but I almost felt like this person wanted to use myself and the other person's status to get in the papers um because I I think maybe 100 200 other people commented and none of those got police action or these threats so we were selected for a reason but just be careful if you are going to comment on something of course you know, I still, I'm happy that I stood stood up and spoke on that um, post because it was the right thing to do. But just watch your back and take screenshots just in case. I mean, I, I like I said earlier, I, 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 I very rarely will delete a post. I might go back and amend it. Um, sometimes I just amend it outright, but more often I'd put edit. Since posting this, I've discovered this, this, and this, or something yeah. about this point to me. Um, there's. I think as well, don't be afraid to admit when you're... Well, no, because there were a couple, because, um, I mean, I don't want to link back to it, but uh, I think it, it, to give a good example, I need to. Um, the video that was done about me was sparked about two posts that didn't name anyone specifically. Um, and uh, this is where screenshots can be a bad thing, um, because they were... I, I thought it was pretty in a safe space because it was on, like, my personal stuff where um, certain individuals are blocked, um and I put two things up and I went back to go and edit one because someone had pointed out my wording sounded a bit like I meant x and actually I didn't and by the time I'd gone back to edit it because it was a comment on someone else's post it had gone Mm. not only couldn't I edit it to make it correct I couldn't even remember what the what the post had said to be like I said this and I didn't mean it like that to correct myself however that post had been screenshotted and sent on um and it was it was up for a, for a matter of hours, and I then got mm. being told to take it down, take it down, and I was like, but "It's not even up anymore." And why are you on my? Oh. It was you shouldn't. You're blocked for a reason, kind of thing. And then what I would say on that though is, and and I'm not a perfect person, so here I am saying I call people out on on stuff, but I'd also expect people to call me out if they thought I was incorrect. So by no means am I saying I'm a perfect human being on this podcast. What I would say on that though for yourself is. It's all about having the convictions that if you do make a mistake, yeah. just saying to people, do you know what? I'm sorry. Mm. And yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean it to, you know, I didn't mean it to be worded in that way. Um, this but is I what I meant. Because and- I didn't screenshot it and I couldn't go back to it. I didn't. I was oh. like, oh, I was like, I don't. I I'm so I've I've sort I've sort of said I didn't mean what I say, but I can't. I can't really explain it properly because I don't know what it was I said. Because um, I did do, um, I mean, I didn't speak out, like you said, choosing your times to speak out. I didn't speak out at the time because I was in a very, very weak place mentally mm. and really, really struggling. Um, and it's it's lucky it kind of happened over a weekend where we had lots of stuff planned and a lovely long family walk and I was just able to distract myself and get through it. And I had so many messages of support that it was that really, really helped. And strangers, when strangers step up and do the right thing it, it, that helps you, whether it's for you or not, um, you, for you, it was you didn't really know me, but it means it means the absolute world. Well, I didn't know you and I didn't and I was concerned about that. But then I was also concerned with lots of people um, that were linked to this person, because unfortunately, when you are linked to somebody, that person can somebody can sometimes trickle off. 
and and that person it's it's totally wrong but I was more concerned about the whole UK pageant community as a whole because I was thinking my god I don't want all of these people involved to be to be and um, you have to be careful so I have to be careful about having um, a personal opinion on anything pageant land particularly now we're a team I was careful before it became a team project anyway because I was trying to protect the brand um, but I also I will voice a personal opinion but I'm very good to frame it but yeah like, what you put out reflects the entire team yeah <laughs> it's nothing to do no one else on the team or we'll discuss and we'll be like a few of us on the team like this and we do um, if we're going to do anything we deem might be mildly controversial we take a vote and it comes as a majority decision I mean, oh I know because because I I once asked something of you guys and you voted and said no and I had to just take it because it was you yeah. guys as the vote <laughs> and it's but it's it's I mean that's the only real way you can run it as a team you sometimes have to put your business head on and be like how how can we approach this and we everyone we have like a a constitution and everything with pageant land so that we can deal with these kind of things and be like this is how we make a decision otherwise you get you go around in circles and you never get anywhere um but we do we have to have a majority vote and it doesn't happen often don't get me wrong um but and we have in our constitution that we will always stand up against racism um mm. but we don't talk politics um, so although I kind of swayed out of that a tiny bit this morning because I complimented JLo's outfit yesterday. <laughs> you know, there, there's two things I never speak about on social media and loads of people will say, oh, you never put your views out there. Politics and religion and religion. And the reason being is nobody's ever going to agree on the two. And yeah. of course, racism is something we should all stand up for because everyone should be agreeing that's on that. But politics, yeah. politics and, re- and religion, nobody is ever going to agree on so it's one of those don't put yourself out there to talk about that because I'm really religious and a lot which is fine yeah people don't (laughs) a lot of people don't know that because I'm like it's not I will I I'll use bless you uh, a lot and and that's coming from a genuine religious place and people Mm. just think I'm being nice I'm like no (laughs) they're quite a lot sometimes I do I'm just like oh bless but um for me bless you also means something massively different (laughs) (laughs) It's not a, um, it, and it, I think it comes out in things. I do sometimes get some DMs from people and they're like, I read this thing from you. Are you by any chance question? <laughs> like, because they can sense it in the wording or how I deal with certain things. Um, sorry, we've, we've digressed again. We're digressing, but yeah, if you're a pageant girl, of course have a view on, on uh, religion and politics, but maybe don't voice it as much because that's what always starts a lot of arguments. And yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's quite tricky. Like I do, me and some of my friends will send each other posts and be like, how would you read this? Like, how does this come across to you? Because if particularly at the moment, we're all extra stressed. Um, we are not only wording things not quite right. My brain is definitely not as switched on as normal at the moment. Um, but we're also reading things differently. So you've got to imagine a really stressed, overworked, upset, prob- pro- probably slash possibly struggling with mental health person reading it and and see what they'd see in what you're writing as well um but also at the same time not stifle your voice which is really hard I know we're, we're saying speak up but also don't speak up about some things <laughs> yeah. we, we sound like Bojo you know half half in yeah. half out do this but don't do this yeah but I like your the idea of like if it's something you think is a bit is a bit more controversial then do, then do have the screenshot particularly if it's something someone else has the power to delete so like with one of my comments um I think there's only two comments that I've like for want of a better word, regretted putting on social media. One, I went back to edit and it was a comment on someone else's comment. So as soon as that comment got deleted, my reply to it got deleted too. That's how it disappeared. Mm. It wasn't the person whose post it was that had removed it. Um, But at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. And I did put a post a while ago about this, about, um, I don't know whether you saw, when Miss USA was crowned, people rooted through her Twitter and like 10 or, I can't even remember how many years ago, they pulled up a tweet. And, personally I'm not the person I was six months ago as humans we're evolving I'm forever evolving I've got some serious regrets from years ago in my life but at the same time I move on from them and if I looked back on some of my posts from 10 years ago I would cringe at the things I used to put out there and I, I with the USA one I, I put a thing saying you know you shouldn't condemn this girl it was 10 years ago she's a different person now give her an opportunity 
that was a perfect one where I was educated a little bit because the few people inboxed me saying, actually, this post really upset me. And I do think she did need to put an apology so that she can start her reign, you know, draw the line in the sand, start her reign with no negativity. And actually, I took that on board. But I do think that people need to realise that everybody makes mistakes and don't hold it against them. Um, we do evolve as a, as a person. And here you are saying you've put things out there and, you know, you wish you hadn't but do you know what you put them out there as long as you know if you see those people face to face on the next time you chat to them be open to say I was wrong or be open to be educated that's also fine I think what's frustrating about that one is it's because it wasn't until someone read it and uh mirrored back what they'd read in it that I realized my wording had been like and when I read it but like when they said it back and I was like Oh, I can completely see how. Yeah, they, this is the issue with text. That's not this what is I'm the issue. <laughs> I do it all the time. I can read an email or a message someone sends you on Facebook, and it depends what frame of mind you're in. If you're in a bad mood, you could read some, something and think, "Why is this person attacking me?" Yeah, exactly. Or if you're in a good mood, you could read it and go, "Oh, wow, they're offering me some really sound advice here." Um, and and text is such a hard form. Um, I like voice notes. Oh, see, again, I'm not down with the kids. And there's so many pageant girls, you know who you are if you're listening to this, that send me voice notes. And I'm working sometimes, I'm doing stuff. I don't have time to always listen to these voice notes. So I end up behind on group chats and things if voice notes are happening. Oh, see, I put my headphone in and I'll play the voice note while I'm at least doing the watching up. Because I love, I love, I prefer a phone call. I mean, always. I'm, I'm old fashioned and I prefer a phone call as well. I We're talkers it. though, so we would. <laughs> Love a phone call, but after a phone call, give me a voice. And I'm so dyslexic. I mean, give me a voice note any day. And that's another thing I'm like, oh, am I wording this right? Because also the same word can mean different things. Um, it's like I I find it really odd when people put my name in messages. I find it passive aggressive. <laughs> and, but oh, they, yeah, almost like they're going, Jessica. 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 Yeah. And it's like, why are you writing my name? That's just weird. Like, where'd you go to the effort? I know my name. <laughs> well, that's why I say Katrina if I'm being told off, because I always find people say cat. And then if I'm being told off, they put Katrina. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. Whereas I always introduce myself as Jessica. So even though I'm fine with Jess, a lot of people only know me as Jessica. So it might not be passive aggressive at all, but that's how that's how I hear it. And being that's yeah, why and I so I started doing um going live instead. If I've got something I'm more passionate about and I'm worried about the wording coming across, and um, I've got a few things that I'm quite that people would <sighs> Um, so I have a, a personal opinion against a certain oh, a couple of industries from an environmental standpoint, but there's an industry that I um, was basically, in my opinion, conned by years ago, and I'm not particularly fond of it. And I do think it's important to spread the message of the dangers of this industry. Um, but in typed post, it can come across wrong. So I just did a live about it. And actually, even people that are very pro this industry came back and said that that was a really well balanced live. I learned stuff about it. Had I done that in type format, one people wouldn't have listened because it was like an hour long. Uh, they wouldn't have read an hour's worth of content. And but it meant that I, I felt like I've done some good to something that matters to me, but in a way that's a bit more easier to yeah, and people understand that you're ne not necessarily being aggressive with your opinion. If only Facebook would allow voice note statuses, uh, my life might be easier then. There's <laughs> yeah, one that's um, Clubhouse. I didn't know what it was, but it's audio. There's no video, wow. video there's no photo. And I'm not in it yet, I'm, but I've got a couple of people that you have to wait to be invited and people are only allowed to invite a certain amount of people at a time or something. But right, it's okay. basically like um, different rooms within the the social media with different discussion topics and people talk on the virtual stage and you can ask to go on to the virtual stage and join in the or you can just sit and listen kind of thing and I'm I'm like I'm all over that that sounds like just like my cup of tea that sounds like my cup of tea because yeah if if you could get paid in Facebook ads where your name appears I'd be rich <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> oh. I just, yeah, I wish I could be paid for this podcast because I'd do even more episodes than. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, and what's, there was one, and um, the other time I think that you have to be careful with uh, what you're writing is you might, um, is protecting your own mental health, like you said about, because um, the other post that I, inverted commas, regret putting up um, was 
I meant everything I said in it, um, but it linked too closely to looking like it was related to pageant land, whereas it was my personal opinion. So one, I shouldn't, I think that was an, an error of judgment for me. I was joining in with a pageant land campaign, but because I am one of the faces of pageant land, it looked like I was making the statement as pageant land, if that makes sense. Um, and two, actually, I realized even on my personal one, it wasn't drama that I was in a place to handle at the time. So checking in with yourself and being like, how mentally strong am I feeling at the moment? If you're in a place where you're feeling very mentally weak, which I was at the time. Yeah, you can't deal with the potential onslaught that could come off the back of that. Yeah, sit down, wrap yourself up in a met- in your metaphorical fluffy blanket or an actual fluffy blanket and take care of you and know that you can tomorrow when you're feeling that bit stronger when you've got your energy back when you can take your oxygen mask off again kind of thing you can then stand up for the things that matter to you um, you when- know what I do something that might help you or anyone listening as a tip I if I see something and it frustrates me I write it in a note or I write it in letter form so before I've done it so a, a director of a competition upset me over something I wrote as if I was writing them a letter and then the next day I looked at it and I thought, is this going to be worth sending? You know, but at the same time, I've got those thoughts out into the universe and away from my brain. And so I wasn't left feeling negative. And then I make the decision either with the note, am I actually going to post that? Am I in a place where, you know, what could come off the back of me posting this? Am I in a place where I can deal with the fact that, because nobody, this is the amazing thing about the world. No one's going to ha- always have the same opinion of you as you. So you've got to always expect that it might be 50-50 and 50% of people might agree with you and 50 might not. Um, so am I in a place where I can deal with the fact that people might not have the same view with view as me? And if so, can I put it out there? If not, have I just got it off my chest and it's out there in the universe and I can now move on from it? So it's worth writing it down in note form. And sometimes send it to a friend. If you've got a really trusted friend, so I do that sometimes, um, I'll write a reply to a call. I'll screenshot the thing I want to reply to and I'll just send the picture in WhatsApp to my friend with the response I want to put on. And then I'll put it in, but it's not worth the drama. Um, and we do- oh, I do that all the time too. Honestly, some of the group chats you don't even want to see where I put things and I'm like, have you seen this? I really want to comment this, but I'm not going to because just can't be bothered. But then sometimes I think, well, honestly, the amount of times I try and stop myself because I am someone in the pageant community that does speak up quite a lot. I sometimes think, oh God, it's me again that's going to speak up or put this comment for goodness sake. Why can't somebody else come on pageant ladies? I need some other people behind me because I always look like the bad person <laughs> by doing it. Oh, <laughs> I'm always spoiling everyone's fun with like fast fashion. Everyone's like, yay, yay, put thing <laughs> haul. And I'm like, yeah, do you know that there are children that aren't able to eat because they're, mm. they're, they're slaving away to create your fashion hauls and they're like, oh, don't ruin our fun. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah I have to be honest in my older years I have calmed down a little bit and what I do do because what used to happen was people would see a post and they'd message me and then I'd end up being the one arguing on it and they'd all be messaging their views on it I kind of now say to people rather than allowing them to rile me up and get me stressed I'm like well why don't you comment if you're that annoyed about it why don't you comment and I kind of throw it back on people now because I think sometimes people have an opinion but like we've been saying people don't want to comment it themselves Yes, I get, I have that as well. Like people will send me, I, and I found it more at the beginning of lockdown. I do think with there being less events on and stuff, there's the general pageant stuff going on on Facebook is a bit less at the moment. Um, Mm. It was the beginning of lockdown. Um, But definitely the first um, lockdown, I felt like I'd become like a pageant agony aunt and every upset and drama people were messaging me and and some and don't get me wrong I really liked that I was also able to help because um quite a lot of them were newer people to pageantry that maybe um had been listening to my podcast for advice and things like that so came to me and said oh I've had this happen um will it affect my chances in pageantry should I consider a different system um this and and some I mean I had people that were like I feel like I'm being threatened by this person um and I'm worried because they're they've got a big name in pageantry and stuff like that um and I that I was trying I kind of I was like I'm, I'm trying to help but also you need to put your money where your mouth is too 
and comment on it and say yourself yeah and it's like I get some people particularly if you're new to the industry and you're worried about it affecting your competition but to a lot of them I was like if it's important enough for someone else to say something on your behalf you also need to be willing to put your money where your mouth Mm. don't always push someone else under the bus I will say as well yeah that's very important not pushing someone else under the bus and letting them take the flack but having judged lots of competitions as well I will say I obviously over the years I hear things about different contestants any judge that's worth their weight in gold will sit down on the day and I've judged you know girls I know I know things about I judge them on what they bring on the day I judge them of of what's in front of me and I don't judge based on rumors or you know tip-tailing about something that's been put online so any judge that's worth their their salt will not be judging you based on the fact that you once stood up for something that was correct online because actually you've demonstrated that you have a voice and to be a pageant winner you need to have a voice if you don't then you're probably not worthy of winning a title Mm. um there's a cut we are running scarily short of time unfortunately (laughs) but there's so there's one question I was going to ask but we've kind of answered it so I will I will just paraphrase it um uh, so we've basically uh, the question would have been um, how do you decide what to post publicly, what to do privately? But I think we've we've really touched on that. Is if it's if it's an individual thing um, and it's go to the person directly. Um, if it's something that you think is more of a general issue, um, then then it could be something that you take more publicly. And also be aware of um, where you are mentally and if you can handle any any backlash that may or may not happen. Yeah, and the other thing is, don't be afraid. If you've gone to the person personally and then they continue with that behaviour, then, of course, write something publicly because you've given them the opportunity. But always, if it's something personally, I would go to them directly first. Pick up the phone, have a chat. You know, it does make a difference when you chat to somebody on the phone. And also give them a chance to, um, because I I had a friend come to me about something and we had a little bit of chat, but it was a very unexpected call for me. And we had a bit of a chat about it. But um, actually, I had additional slash slightly changing views when I sort of slept on it. And so I just sent her a message the next day. I was like, I kind of wanted to add this, this and this and things. Um, And she was absolutely fine about that. Um, So if, like you say, you've gone to them, nothing's changed, maybe give them a couple of days to sort of think it through and even say that to them, say, um, look, I, I know you've reacted this way, but can you come back to have a think about it, come back to me in a couple of days? Or I even sometimes start the message. I say, I really don't want you to respond today. I want you to take, mm. please take a couple of days to think about this and know it's coming from a place of love and then respond to me um, so that people can get that kind of thing. Because I have, um, sometimes if I know someone's in a really, really conservative uh, system and they've started posting very very provocative provocative pictures I might message and say I know this system is very anti that um is it something that you're maybe they're trying to be an underwear model uh, maybe a different system might be more appropriate or or might be worth checking with your director um I mean they've got to be a pretty good friend for me to do that um mm. or like there was one that, there was a trend not long ago which um I found, and I know others found, mildly homophobic. Um, and it was sort of in a picture. It would be like, look in the zoom into the top right-hand corner. I don't, oh, I don't know this. I'm so not down with the kids. <laughs> it, was, it was a while ago now. It must have been like maybe a year and a half. It was like, zoom into the top right-hand corner. And then it would tell you to zoom to a different bit of the picture. And eventually you'd get to the picture, uh, get to a different bit of the picture. And it would say something like, you're gay. Um, yeah. like, uh, in a, a derogatory where they where people use that as a derogatory term um, and I was like I know you're just following a trend but that's very homophobic mm. and they were like I hadn't even thought about it being homophobic yeah but that's so a perfect example and um, oh sorry I keep butting in that's a perfect oh, example as well though of just just realizing that if someone messages you or someone has a different view than you, it, it sometimes it isn't personal and people aren't trying to fall out with you. Yeah. And people sometimes are just what if someone takes the time to message to say something like that, like you messaging that person and saying this is homophobic. That wasn't you accusing them and going, you're homophobic. It's you going, have you realized that this is that way? Homophobic. I mean, I do. I 
I know I, I live in a bubble of white privilege. So I do check in. I hate to say black friends. I just know that that's, I, but I do, um, <laughs> I will go and check in <laughs> with, with my black friend um, and, and ask them, um, I know this is racist. Can you explain to me why? Or, oh, yeah, um, that's good. So that you fully understand. Yeah. And 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 they've been and 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 I have one friend in particular who is so good at because it's something I really want to learn about because I it it isn't something I've experienced as a white woman. Um I know I'm I'm got this bubble of white privilege, so I will go and, and ask for help. Um and I think that's kind of the same with anything. Um I'm, I'm I passionate about ending racism. Heck yeah. Do I know enough to speak about it? Nope. Um, yeah. so I, I kind but of... what more can you do so that you can hopefully speak a little bit more about it? I did the same. I, I asked a few of my friends if they could give me things to read about so that I could fully understand it when the Black Lives Matter movement started because I wanted to educate myself. Yeah, um, and, and I think that applies to so many other um, different industries. Uh, industries, that's the wrong word. Issues, <laughs> ethical issues and what have you um, is going on and like my platform is care what you consume. I talk a lot about environmental impact issues. Um, I speak up about those kind of things. And, um, but I'm still on a massive learning journey. So my big awareness month, I've joined up with two other people that are further along the journey than me um, to be able to do that. So by the time this goes out, that month will have happened because that's February. Um, but I'm, it's, yeah, being able to, to create content with other people that have similar beliefs, but more knowledge on the subject and things has been really handy. Um, we, we are scarily running out of time. <laughs> this is <laughs> normally have other appointments booked very close after. Um, but a couple of um, things that came out of the Insta stories um, that, of course, I've now managed to click off the right screen on my Insta stories. Um, one of the ones that I hadn't thought about um, that I thought was very interesting was when we were talking about contestants. So I worded um, four questions differently. One was as a contestant, one was as a queen, one was as a director and one was as a, as a judge. Um, and then there were some other general ones. Um, but as a contestant, um, worrying about the, the crown, it costing you the crown and things like that. And one of the really important things, uh, important, interesting things someone said was that um, sometimes people speak up less as a contestant because they don't want to risk losing the title so that they can use the bigger platform of the title to voice their opinion. Mm, that's a really interesting point. Um, personally, I don't think you need to wait for the crown to, to, to stick up. I, I appreciate you've got a, a wider platform, um, but I would also think competing by standing up for something, it shows who you are as a contestant what your morals are and what you stand for. Um, I should have written down the list of all the specific ones that I thought were really particularly interesting. Um, uh, did, uh, I spoke spoke about the fact that a lot of people do think we currently talk enough about it, um, but I then I went into, and I even when I looked at some of the people's socials, like their pageant specific socials, um, and didn't quite know what it was that they stood for. Um, so yeah, maybe giving each your own, giving yourself your own little social media review and being mm. like, it's important to me. Am I actually telling the world that it's important to me? Um, what's it say? Yeah, I think a lot of pageant girls do shy away from speaking up because they're nervous when they're competing. Mm. They're nervous that a director, I think a lot of people think that directors have such an influence on who becomes the queen, which, yeah, they do because they have to work with them, but they have judges there for a reason. Mm. Um and any director, again, that's worth their self, pageants are meant to be about empowerment. So women standing up for what they believe in. So if a director is going to punish you because you stood up for what you believe in, then do you want to be part of that system anyway? Exactly. That's, um, I think, a very important part. It's, um, I don't know if this was maybe not up enough to get any um, directors, uh, many directors. Mm. I had a couple of bits and pieces but it was predominantly contestants and queens um, that did respond um, and the, one of the other ones that I asked um, uh, to say nothing uh, the quote was to say nothing is to say something you must denounce things you are against or one might believe that you support things you really do not 
um, and said, what stops you from actually speaking up against things that are wrong in the world? So wrong could be a massive thing like racism. Um, for me, a massive thing is also fast fashion, but for someone else that might be a small thing. Um, or, or it could be like a one-on-one -on -one bullying situation kind of thing. So wrong in the world can can be a massive different scale of things but yeah we do. no I agree you can you can look morally wrong by not saying something and you know I was educated on this because one of my um, contestants from my Miss England heats messaged me around the time everyone was posting around Black Lives Matter and said Kat you haven't posted yet what's your view on it and I love that she called me out on it and I said to her I've not posted yet because I want to make sure that what I post because it can go out there and people can see it I want to make sure that I give it the um, service that it, that it requires I need to word it correctly and she educated me on a lot of stuff stuff and we we went on the phone we had voice notes so that I could put something out there to show that I was behind Black Lives Matter but so that I did it in the right way but that educated me that by me not speaking out it made her as a contestant of colour she was concerned that I you know which side do I stand on and I love that she called me out on that there's another quote, I forget who it's by, um, but I did write it down earlier, so I remembered it. Um, there's no such thing as an innocent bystander. And I, I, I kind of felt that a lot with, with what happened to me, is a lot of people messaged me with how wrong it was, but you were the only one that really put your money where your mouth is. and said, Yeah, I've got to be honest, a lot of people inboxed me as well and said, I can't believe, I've just seen that, I can't believe what this person's put online. Well, if you can't believe it, why have you not commented and backed me up? You know, you could have liked, even just liking what I'd put, you could have also put, I agree with Kat, this needs to come down. People are too quick to have an opinion in secret, but concerned about how it will look publicly. And then you become, and the thing with online stuff as well is, is it can be as simple as liking your response. It can be as simple as making sure that you're not, liking the pages that support it. So the industry I referenced earlier that I really have a problem with, um, I won't like someone's Facebook page. If they've got, if they work in that industry and they've got a Facebook page for it, I'm not going to like that page. I'm not going to be in that group that's about that industry. Yeah, yeah and this, this, the page that posted about you, I've got nothing wrong with the person who runs it. I've got nothing wrong with anyone that, that goes on this um, page. Personally, I unfollowed the page because I thought, well, if they can write that once about somebody, you know, who's to say they wouldn't write about me one day? So I unfollowed it and I didn't need to follow them anymore. I wasn't the first one either. And I think that's the, we, I, I can't remember if it comes out before this. I think it's before this. We're, I've got an episode coming out talking about um, could we do pageantry without social media? Um, and I think one of the things is, we did back in my day. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, um, could we not? Well, we couldn't at the moment with COVID, nothing would happen. But it was um, one of the things that's come up with there is that people moan about their feeds being flooded with stuff from certain brands. And I was like, how how recently have you gone and had a look at all the things that you're all the pages you're liking? Because your ads and your feed is generated by all those pages that you like. And if you keep seeing things you don't want to see. You need to go and see what you're liking that's feeding that algorithm and, and feeding you that stuff. Um, so there is there is power in the things that you like on, on social media. And if you don't actually like it and it goes against what you stand for, um, the simplest way to stand up against it is to click the unlike button, is the unfollow. Yeah, you don't have to follow a page and it's nothing personal that you suddenly don't like that person or anything like that. I think the big thing we really need to touch on this is if you are going to stand up um, against people... Just don't make, think about your wording. Don't make it, a, you, two wrongs don't make a right. So if you go, if someone has put something out there that you you feel personally upsets you, don't personally attack them back because two wrongs don't make a right. Think about how you word it when you're speaking up. Um, I think the other, I'm already late for my other appointment now. I'm really sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> the other um, was no, not knowing enough about the topic was the other worry that people had was, yeah, affecting their chances of winning, losing losing friendships. Um, but mm. as far as I'm concerned, that a good friend will will value your your different difference of opinion i i mean i absolutely hate mcdonald's and i've got some friends that absolutely love it and and it's i a, love mcdonald's yeah it's <laughs> about how we do and don't like it like um and things so i'm um, i hate to be controversial no i don't um but if if you're 
friendship can't withstand you having a strong uh, passion and an opinion, then I don't think it's a worthy friendship of your time, but personal opinion. Um, and if you don't feel like you know enough on the topic, you can still stand up and say, I disagree with this, but I don't really know enough, so I'm going to research it. And you're sort of, you're putting your hand up and saying, I think there's something wrong here. Um, I'll come back to you with the data. I think that's Yeah, it. I'll come back with the why. Yeah, I'll come back with the why. And then actually go and learn about it. Like like I've had to do with racism. Like I know it's wrong. Um, and I know certain things aren't racist. Um, but sometimes, sorry, that ping is the person saying, are you coming? Um, and I, I know that it's wrong and I know that it's racist, but I don't understand why. Can you explain? Like go off and, and learn those kind of things. Um, sorry, I hate wrapping up. When That's I'm all right. Wrap it up. Wrap we could talk two. for hours. We could talk for hours otherwise. <laughs> yeah, we'll sure we'll have a part two. Um, the two other quotes that I wanted to leave people with, and then I'll get your social media links and things. Um, is the only thing necessary for for triumph for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. It's a very old quote. That's why it's not men and women. Don't call me sexist, please. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And then the other one was, yeah, to say to say nothing is saying something. You must denounce things you are against, or one might believe you support the things you really do not. And I think that is so important personally um so thank you so much cat like i said we could we could go on forever with this um but what are your social media links how can people find you online yeah so i have a very private facebook that i'm i'm all for and i only really add people once i've met you so when i meet you at an event please add me but on instagram my name is katrina hodge and then under dash and I also have a page uh, for my charity walk, which is called Great British Cat Walk. Awesome. And um, and by the time this has been out, you will have also been on Queen's Table. Um, so if you want to know more about Cat as a competition lady, um, then and a contestant, that would have been a better word, um, then rock over to our YouTube or Facebook page, Facebook group. Um, the video will have been done live, but we will also upload it afterwards. So you'll be able to find out more about everything that's going on with her as a finalist too. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.